for this next episode, we're going to try something a little different here. We've taken a recent episode with Alvaro Siles, the vice president of global ISV scale ecosystems at Microsoft. And we've condensed down to the key topics that impact partnering and how partnership organizations need to think differently to be successful during this decade of the ecosystem. I hope you enjoy this condensed version, what I'm calling 21 Minutes with Alvaro, as much as I enjoyed spending time and bringing this amazing leader to Ultimate Guide to Partnering. Welcome to the Ultimate Guide to Partnering. In this podcast, Vince Mincione, a proven industry sales and partner executive, brings together technology leaders to discuss transformational trends and to deconstruct successful strategies to thrive and survive in the rapid age of cloud transformation. And now your host, Vince Mincione. Welcome to, or welcome back to the Ultimate Guide to Partnering where technology leaders come to optimize results through successful partnering. I'm Vince Menzion, your host, and my mission is to help leaders like you unlock the leadership principles and learnings of the best in the business to get partnerships right, optimize for success, and deliver your greatest results. Applying mindset, just cause, and agility to achieve your greatest results working with the tech giant. My next guest for Ultimate Guide to Partnering is a leader who's driving great success with SaaS software companies and independent software vendors in this community. Alvaro Siles is Microsoft's Vice President of Global ISV Solutions for the Worldwide Global Partner Solutions Organization, an organization that supports some of Microsoft's largest partners that are globally managed. But more importantly, Alvaro is looking after how Microsoft can better scale with SaaS software companies and independent software vendors across this vast ecosystem. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed welcoming Alvaro Siles. Before we dive into the interview, I'm happy to announce that PartnerTap has become a founding sponsor of Ultimate Guide to Partnering. PartnerTap is the only partner ecosystem platform designed for the enterprise. Their technology makes it easy to align channel teams with automated account mapping, letting you control what data you share while building a partner revenue engine. Alvaro, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Vince. Like it's, it's been fantastic. As I told you, I, I have the utmost appreciation for what you're doing for us and for the industry. Then it's fantastic to have this opportunity to have these conversations. So let's get it going. I'm looking forward to it. All right, let's go. I wanted to dive in today on how we and partners can more effectively work together. But for our listeners and partners that might not know the function and mission of your role in organization, I thought maybe you'd spend a few moments here with us. Our team does has three superpowers, three things that we do for Microsoft. The number one is we partner across engineering, sales, marketing, to be sure that we have clarity on what is our ISV or what should be our ISV strategy by solution area and how the ISV capabilities will enhance and strengthen that long-range planning that we have. Once we have that strategy landed, we select uh, our segmentation of partners. Who should we be managing globally? regionally, locally, through our digital channels and all, all that fun stuff. 
The second part is for those partners where given the context, given the plans, given their capabilities, our needs, and the win-win opportunity, we decide to engage at a global level. My team has a distinct pleasure and honor to engage with them directly. So we also manage this set of global ISVs. Number three, part of my team is also working on our scale business. How we, de- how we develop that capability to, to manage the thousands or tens of thousands of ISVs that want to work with Microsoft through different engagement models across the world. Those three things are what we do for a living. I'm really excited to hear you say about the scale business. And I've gotten to spend some time with other leaders on this because I do think there are 180,000 SaaS software companies out there. And you can't obviously manage all of those. How do you create a very effective model to help bring more of those organizations on board? It's one of the true privileges that you have when you work in an ecosystem. How do you think at that level of scale so you can serve partners of all size, industries, countries. It's a fascinating challenge, but it's a rightful work. It will help progress the society and our technology ecosystem. So I get to work with organizations that work across all three of the hyperscalers, Microsoft, Amazon, and Google. And some of these organizations don't necessarily know. And I think for all of our listeners, we'd like to know, how does Microsoft's approach differ from the other hyperscalers with regards to supporting partners on the platform? We stand for is an end-to-end partnership. We want to be sure that we look at a holistic and durable way to engage with our partners and be sure that we can make them very successful in the service of the customers that we work together for. So think about three big motions. How do we build the products? How do we help them realize the magic that they want to play out there in in the market? How do we go to market together and how do we sell and transact together? And we put all all those three elements in our plans. We have deep teams on the engineering side, on the marketing side, and also in front of the customers, both enterprise and mid, small and medium size, depending on the, on the channel, that co-sell with our partners to be sure that we can drive that level of differentiation. The feedback that we have getting from the partners, the ISVs that we work with, is that holistic approach, that comprehensive approach from build to sell, and creating that virtuous cycle to make the differentiation and the value sustainable over time has set us apart and has earned us the preference, and we're honored for that. I think a lot of organizations struggle understanding how Microsoft operates. Could you help us there? Yeah. The guiding principle for us is we got to be sure that we partner with our ISVs or with our partners the way that they need us to be. When we look into what is the level of maturity of the partnership, what are the offerings, what are the target markets, what is the partner strategy, and how that corresponds with the Microsoft strategy in order to work together towards customer impact value and a win-win for both companies. We just want to have the right engagement model depending on the partner needs and the opportunity that we have together. And that's the way we think about things. So we've had so many amazing guests come to this platform, Microsoft Leaders, and this podcast is focused on partnering. It's ultimate guide to partnering. So I need to ask, can you tell our listeners what you believe, Alvaro, makes a great partner? For me, our partners are our best teachers because they they spend so much time in front of the customer day in, day out. They don't have the resourcing and the capabilities that a company like Microsoft will have. So they keep you grounded on what the customer is saying, what the reality is looking at, what's going on in the market, the things that really impact and affect them. And I've always have learned a ton 
And my work with partner has allowed me to be smarter about the business and more accurate on how can I help and how can we make a difference. So partners that, that teach, that share, that provide that feedback, are that's a great component of what I believe that the partnership needs to base on. How do you ensure that they give you the feedback? Is there anything special you do there? But I think that you need to have genuine interest and you need to put your ego aside and, and listen. You need to be an active listener. I'm truly curious, genuinely interested to understand what is important for my partners, what have been their experiences in front of the customers. And the, I think that the more you show that genuine approach and the more you show that you're going to do something about it and you close the feedback loop with them and they see that this feedback and these conversations are really making a difference, the more they will be inspired and confident to provide you with the gift of that feedback. But you need to earn that trust, right? And trust is consistency over time. You cannot earn that in one meeting. You need to work on it and be sure that you keep working on it. It will never be perfect, but I think that you can earn that when you have high integrity, high consistency in the way you behave. I also have observed that companies that have a clarity of mission and purpose are incredibly great partners. My favorite questions to founders and CEOs is what I call the fundamental question, which is if your company ceases to exist tomorrow, uh, you close shop. Who's going to miss you and why? And that question is such a rich platform for an incredible good conversation on the right of the company to exist. What differentiation do we have for the customer? Why are we unique? Who will? Who is really our competition, et cetera, et cetera. So that clarity of mission and purpose, I have found that is extremely useful and uh, a North Star in how do you build the partnerships. The next element is culture is what is the culture of the company are you willing to build a culture of partnership i'm I'm building this relationship it takes time energy and you need to be purposeful of course we have a joint interest that is the benefit of the customer it has to be a win-win there might be elements in the partnership where you will need to give some more versus what you get and in others will be the contrary but is are we better together Can we get to a question where one plus one equals three or four versus separate, right? Can we get to that level? Can we find that formula together? Partnerships are co-created. They cannot be created unilaterally. And in that culture of partnership, I think it's also super important to observe the ability of the company to learn, unlearn, and relearn. Because the only constant in this industry is change. So having that ability... So we can iterate fast and find our path forward. When you combine those elements that I just mentioned, I always see great partnership when the things are present or those elements are present in our relationships. I talk about the effective communications. Many partners are not deliberate enough in their communications. Just cause. What's our why? Like, why are we here? Why are we locking arms in a shared relationship? How do we get there? And then the mindset. I talk about growth mindset. I love the work that Satya has done on growth mindset within Microsoft, but partners need to come to the table with the right mindset. I think you use the term partner mindset in the discussion. And then you loop it around with what I refer to as agility, which is we have to recognize that things change. We need to pivot when we need to together. We might need to adjust the plan. But we understand that intuitively we need to do that together. Absolutely. I think that we are in the same wavelength. And then we all have our way to tell the story. But the principles are there. And I love the fact that we can share that with the audience. Because I think that the more we have a shared understanding of these elements, the more effective we can be together. One of the topics I always hear at Microsoft when we talk about a lot of partners about is the partner-to-partner play. The ISV community, of course, is providing software that 
requires in many cases either a, a partner to sell it or to implement it, or there's some other type of partner engagement here. And I've worked with a lot of these organizations on P2P, and I know it's so important to ultimate success working with Microsoft. What do you believe is true here? Why is it important? And what does your organization do to enforce it? I think that's a great question. Look, P2P has been like the nirvana of a partner ecosystem when you get your partners to work together. Three things that you need to consider on why do you want to build more partnerships? Because again, as we discussed, you need to have energy, you need to have the right culture, you need to be intentional, and you need to be strategic on how do you build those. I think the three elements are how do you create more value for the customer? How do you drive scale for your business? And how do you gain agility or time to value, depending on the case? So when you think about value, Customers are moving from away from products for a long time. It's all about solutions. And with digital transformation, it's about outcome. It's every time that transformation gets accelerated, it's harder and harder for one company to be able to be the one-stop shop to do everything and have every capability to solve that customer problem to generate that outcome. So then you need to make a strategic choice. Do you build more capabilities? Do you, make, do you grow your portfolio? Do you change the company, or you just go partner with people that can be world-class on that element that you need to complement your solution, your cloud service, your superpower, whatever that is. And by working with them in a flexible way, are you doing better by the customer? And I think that's a very important question. But that generation of value in front of the customer by aligning yourself with other partners is a very important consideration, and it's a true generation of value. Then the second element is when you look at the growth planning, a lot of our partners are like, I want to go to a different geography. I want to go to a different industry. I want to move and I want to expand. I want to I wanna increase my time. One way for you to do that, if you need to have that relationship with customers and uh, you need to have that engagement is actually working with other partners that might have that relationship or in those markets that you want to get in, either industries or geographies. And that way, your time to presence, your time to impact is actually more agile. So it helps you with your scale and it helps you with your speed and your agility too. So you need to consider these three elements on that. that and again, going back to my point of clarity of purpose, like once why your company exists and who's going to mission why if you're not there, you need to be sure that you're true to your mission, true to who you are, and then surround yourself with other companies that complement that mission always in service of the customer. I believe that companies that are customer obsessed on how to generate value are the ones that will find very quickly the right level of other partnerships to create. Something that was really fundamental to me was around the customer and the customer being the North Star. And we've been talking about this, how the evolution of procurement has changed. We used to talk to the CIO, we used to talk to the IT shop. Now the customer decisions being made in the line of business and the five seats at the table, the customer is relying on its most trusted vendors to help them make those decisions. And having those relationships, and whether they be influence partners, systems integrators, reseller partners, is just so critical to success. Would you agree? Absolutely. And is that in all industries and in all customer size, right? It's not only enterprise, also when you go to the small and medium, it's even more predominant. But the fact that you're going to talk to the business owner and talk about outcomes, it changes the game. And it will force you to find the right complements to be sure that you can have the right answer and a genuine answer so you can have a customer for a long time, hopefully for life. So I want to ask the opposite of the question I asked you earlier. So we talk about partnership and how critical and fundamental it is. And I've seen it from both sides. I've seen also when organizations have failed partnering. What would you say 
for organizations failing. What have you seen? What has been the kryptonite you've seen? Uh, that's a great question. And I don't, I don't know, Vince, I will tell you there's one thing. What I have observed is the winners are the companies that learn from those setbacks I, and find a way to recover and come back stronger. I think we all have our history. Enterprises, endeavors, initiatives, programs, pilots, offerings that have, won, have not gone the way we wanted. And that is okay. Look, this is business. You need to take some risk. You need to go. The question is, what are you going to do about it? If you let them, if you go repeat that, then it's ego. And normally that's really a failure. If you use it as a platform for learning, it's a very different energy. I also have found that companies have the resiliency to absorb that setback, but are obsessed with the customer and with that clarity of mission, will find their way through curiosity and fast iteration to really find the right path forward. So it's not really a failure, it's a setback, right? Or it's a way not to do it. But th those elements of learning, resiliency, curiosity, and fast iteration really allow a partner to come back from any setback that you may have and come at the end of the process stronger and better. You brought up resiliency. And I've seen organizations actually change their partner model, change their business model. And then the organizations that struggle, I think what you mentioned, I refer to as hubris, organizations that get stuck and fall in love with their own model and aren't willing to really be open to new ideas and really seeing or getting feedback that the model isn't working. Absolutely. I think that trait is one trait that you can observe in companies that don't do well. Alvar, you have been an amazing guest. I just want to thank you. I'm so excited to have you come here today. Do you have any closing comments or advice for our partners on how they can best optimize their success working with Microsoft and your organization? Thank you, Vincent. As I mentioned at the beginning, thank you for the mission you are in to connect us, to give us a platform to have these conversations and the value exchanges with your audience. Uh, it's, I think it's greatly appreciated from us in the industry and from your audience as well. Keep doing what you're doing and we'll be here supporting your cause. When I think about our partners, I would say that there are three things that I will invite them to keep working on. That clarity of purpose, mission, and culture is so important for your own company, for your own direction. So please keep working on that. That is a North Star that because that's going to be centered on the customer and who you are in the marketplace. So having that clarity help us be better partners with you. We didn't talk much about this, but I, I also believe it's, it's fundamental that we keep modernizing and digitizing our capabilities. When you look at the deep impact that technologies like the marketplaces are having in the world, how do we go around having even technology-assisted sales, even in the managed space? How do you go and generate demand through digital channels? All that, those capabilities have to get to a whole different new level as an industry for us to win and serve the customer better, which is a complete different or, or deeper conversation. But my invitation for our partners will be to keep investing on that modernization and breaking new ground on the adoption of digital tools and, and processes. Last but not least is please keep teaching, sharing your feedback, telling us what, how can we do better. I believe that continuous feedback loop is critical for us to have the infuse and the input and get iterative better in the way that we approach the partnership. Things keep changing and we need to keep being sure that we're hopefully ahead of the curve on those changes and enabling our partners realize the potential and generating the value for our customers. That's how we win. So you've been an amazing guest and you touched on this whole automation marketplace, how we will scale is what I would say here. 
I'm inviting you back again. I want to have another discussion with you. We're all seeing this evolution. This We're calling it a decade of the ecosystem. And I believe that we're at a point now, a seminal point, where things are really going to change in the way we partner and work together. I believe so, Vince. And again, thank you so much for the invitation. I'll be more than happy to come back as many times as you think it can be of value. We are here to help and partner. So thank you. Thank you so much, Alvaro. As with each of my episodes, I appreciate your support. Please subscribe on your favorite platform, like, comment, tell your friends about Ultimate Guide to Partnering and where they can find us. And I'd love your feedback. Please like the podcast and provide comments or reach out to me at Vince Menzion on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can also like and follow Ultimate Guide to Partnering on our Facebook page or drop me a line at vincem at ultimate-partnerships.com. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by PartnerTap, the partner ecosystem platform most trusted by enterprise. Drive more revenue with your partners and learn more at PartnerTap.com. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Ultimate Guide to Partnering with your host, Vince Minzione. Online at ultimateguidetopartnering.com and facebook.com slash ultimateguidetopartnering. We'll catch you next time on The Ultimate Guide to Partnering.